All right, okay. Kirby. Uh, Dove Charney filed for bankruptcy. Uh, who cares? All right. So <laughs> another cut when I had Kirby. Baby, one more time as we launch episode number 89 of the Promo Front Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Staff Sergeant of Senjen, the one and only Kirby Hossam. And Kirby, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I never I never uh, kind of tapped you for a Britney Spears fan, but um, I am doing well. <laughs> um, just uh, trying to wind up a few things to get this week over with. Excited that the weather's starting to break. So I'm doing well, buddy. How about you? I'm a huge Britney Spears fan, Kirby. I, I mean, from way back. I mean, all the albums above here, all Britney Spears, every <laughs> single one of them. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, just trying to, you know, navigate uh, things. You know, things are still a little uncertain in the world right now, as we, as we both know. Sure. And, you know, it's got, got me to thinking, Kirby. Okay. Um, you know, we live in a world where things do feel a little bit uncertain right now. And you know, we have the impact of the war in Ukraine, inflation concerns. Will there be another wave of COVID? But there's something that's very certain, Kirby, and I'm clinging on to this, and I, I think you are too, that your distributor clients are seeking cost-effective and eco-friendly promotional marketing solutions, especially with Earth Day approaching just mm. about a month away, right, right. on uh, April 22nd. So there's also something else I feel certain about, Kirby. Okay, what's up, Bill? Love People love themselves some free goods, and I know you do. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, if you're looking for both, there's no point looking any further than our good pals over at Shepenko. That's right, Dan Towns, Alex Moltz, and Dan Towns, the whole team there, great folks. They have some really great products. They have the Arcus Rainbow Pencil made from 100% recycled post-consumer newspaper. And I love it. If you're looking at your camera now, it shows a rainbow when you sharpen it. It's very cool there. You have the Newsreel Pencil, also made from 100% recycled post-consumer newspaper. The Repeat Pen that I'm holding right there in my hand and I'll be making my notes with today. Uh, it's made from 100% recycled PET plastic. So you think of it this way, Kirby, when we recycle a you know, plastic product and it's pulled from the ocean or plucked from some sort of hill or a landfill or whatever, that plastic can be transformed and have renewed life. And in this case, a really cost-effective pen. And I, this is no BS. This thing writes like a dream, like it could, should cost 85 times as much. This should cost $175. That's how awesome this pen that's, is. That's pretty impressive. Now, Heck, you know, even their curb, even their packaging, Kirby, is 50% uh, post-consumer materials. You love yourself some free goods, don't you, Kirby? But when you're working with Shapenko, you get a hell of a lot more than that, don't you? I, that's that's what I've heard. And and I think that the reality of it is, I think many of our customers are looking for ways to be smart um, and sort of uh, environmentally conscious. And so many times, they just don't know how to do it. So I think that when we have the ability to just show them some ways that they can do a little bit better, without with their footprint with without giving up the marketing power i think we really can show up as heroes for our customers 
No question. Couldn't have said it better myself, Kirby. And with Earth Day uh, rapidly approaching on Friday, April 22nd, now is the time to talk to your clients about these beautiful, amazing in-stock and cost-effective writing instruments from our pals at Shapenko. Plus, I did say free goods, and that means there are goods that are free. That's right, kids. All you need to do is put the code SHAPENKO22 in your next order, or you know, just email Alex Moltz. He'll hook you up, alex at shapenko.com. He's going to hook you up with spec samples, the aforementioned free goods. You can't go wrong, kids. I promise you. So like I said, in an uncertain world, why not work with a partner like Shapenko that provides the certainty of cost-effective, eco-friendly merchandise, but also the certainty of free goods. I love me some free goods, Kirby. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Kirby, you have the upfront portion of the podcast today. What are we upfronting? this fine afternoon yeah so you know we call it promo front but i think sometimes the the conversation circles around branding right because that's what we do and i saw this story uh this week and i thought it was super interesting i just wanted your take so people loved to tattoo brands on their bodies okay so the story is about uh, a bunch of people that do this where they 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 love brands so Mm -hmm. much that they go ahead and tattoo them on their body uh they tell the story of the 30 year old resident from mumbai his name's jason george and on his body he has red bull target unilever ibm microsoft pringles Uh, these are all logos on his legs and on his back he has bmw yamaha and fila right and actually if you can see this this is actually a uh, the image for the story is a guy who's tattooed a McDonald's receipt on his forearm. Um, okay. so, so I just thought this was very interesting. They're it calling is. it skin vertizing. And okay. uh, so number one, what do you think of the idea of tattooing brands on people's bodies? And number mm-hmm. two, what brand or brands would you be interested in tattooing on your body? So I, I think people have been doing this for, for decades, Yeah, really. It just started with different bands, not mm-hmm. brands. People have been uh, tattooing on their bodies the bands that they love for decades, whether it be you know the Rolling Stones or Red Led Zeppelin or the Beatles or Van Halen or, or Def Leppard, or whatever. People have been doing that for a long time. I, I think there are some brands that I completely understand the tattooing, the lifestyle brands. When right. I think of that, I think of Harley Davidson. Yep. I think of Jack Daniels. Um, I don't think of Target. And I sure <laughs> as hell don't think of Unilever. But <laughs> I mean, I guess if that's something you want to do, who am I to judge that? My thing only is, I, I wonder if they're getting compensated to do that i wonder right. if there was some sort of exchange if we get if we have you tattoo the unilever logo on your back um we'll pay you x because yeah. there's no reason for someone that's the parent company of a lot of household products <laughs> there's no reason for anyone to want to do that so to me that raises an eyebrow of kind of like this smells like a cooked up story but there are enough people in the world that people would put a McDonald's uh, a receipt on their forearm. I, I mean, I've never loved chicken McNuggets that much, so I, I don't get it myself. Um, but I think if you identify with a brand, a life, a brand, and you consider it a lifestyle brand, sure. I'm, I just think we're this close, though, and my thumb and forefinger are super close together. I think we're that close to where 
brands like McDonald's, brands like Coca-Cola will pay athletes, will pay celebrities to have those tattoos. There will be some compensation because it is advertising, right? Yeah. As far as brands I would put on, well, first, first of all, I'd like your your thoughts. What did you think of that? And then we can go back and forth on the brand okay. part of what we yeah, want to tattoo. Yeah, and, and, and in the interest of transparency, I think you are the same as me, but I just, I, I don't have any tattoos right now. I feel, I feel like I'm in the no. minority in the country. Yeah. Um, so, you know, take my that into consideration yeah. when I, I, I can't think of very many brands that I would tattoo, but I do wonder, I, it's funny when you said that you were like, Oh, it's been going on for years with bands. I think it's been going on with brands too. I think you mentioned Harley Davidson. That was exactly the one that popped into my head. And I think right, right. The, the lifestyle is exactly right. Actually Red Bull, I think does make sense. I think Jeep, some of those that where people are super, well, again, you might not be, but people who are into Jeep, are really into it. And so I think, and, and it does speak to a lifestyle. So I, I get it. Now, the idea of somebody paying me for that is, is fascinating. Um, I, I, We're I not far from that. Yeah, no, I don't think it's crazy. Although I will say that when you've got that many tattoos, and I think that while it's interesting, and that you can say it's a story that that, that it's been done, I'm not yeah. sure what value you're actually getting other than the shock right. value of it, because uh, who's, I mean, it's, it's, right. it's a little weird. So I, 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 I respect it. I, I dig it, but I, I'm probably not going to be partaking. To, to be clear, I was shaking my head at Red Bull. I don't see that oh. as a lifestyle brand. I'm, I do. Jeep is absolutely a lifestyle brand. I think you could put that in the Harley Davidson and in Jack Daniels category. But as far as brands I would tattoo, there would be things that I love. I mean, I, it wouldn't be Pringles, surprisingly uh, <laughs> enough. It wouldn't be Pringles. But I, I could see a Whataburger tattoo. I'm wearing a Whataburger t-shirt today for crying When, when you, it's so um, funny. I knew that I was going to be bringing this up and I saw that you were wearing a Whataburger t-shirt. I was like, perfect. Because that, I assumed uh, that would have been your first answer. Um, but I could see a Jack Daniels tattoo for me or something like that. But again, I'm not a big tattoo guy. I love that people get tattoos. It's mm -hmm. just not for me. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's just my thing. So I, I, if I would put any sort of tattoo, be something far more personal um, than a brand. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, it just wouldn't happen for me. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be that Van Halen logo. I would guess. Um, I, so no, well, I wouldn't but, even do that. Yeah. And again, we haven't done it otherwise. And yeah. we're old enough where we could have made that choice at this point. Yeah. Uh, but I'm with you. I, it, somebody, I was trying to think about this because I knew I'd be posing you the question. Um, I actually know a few small business owners who have their logo tattooed like on their shoulder yeah. or something like that. I, I dig that. I mean, if you're, I mean, again, not for me, but I, I get it. And mm. I, if you're that passionate about something and you're throwing your whole life into it, sure. Um, mm. The only tattoo I've ever considered getting really was when I was really hardcore into triathlons. And I thought, man, yeah. if I ever do an Ironman, I would do Getting the Ironman Man logo. Makes um, sense but I do not have an Ironman logo, which yeah. means I haven't put in the training. So anyway, that's- I get that. Yeah. No, I think it's a good conversation. All right, Kirby. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, I thought this actually might be your upfront topic. So okay. uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but China has shut down both the cities of Shenzhen, Shenzhen and Guangdong. Have you heard this? I, so, I read a headline. I haven't dug into the, the details. So 11 districts in Shenzhen are on lockdown and in Guangdong um, among- amid a, cur a surge of COVID cases. Uh, obviously, that has huge supply chain uh, implications. The prevailing number is about 
20 26% of all the exports come through those cities mm. in China, which is a lot, a lot yeah. of the electronics, a lot of the hard goods, especially for our industry. So it's going to have some major impact again, increased freight again, potentially. And it's a major shockwave as supply chains already struggling to meet demand. So this is what kind of got rate my eyebrow raised. Yeah. Um, is this it's they have to have three criteria for the uh, lockdowns to be lifted number one no new cases for 14 consecutive days number two wow 14 days since last close contact with someone who has covid and the third one this is the one i don't know how they how they wrangle us with 19 million people living in shenzhen all residents must complete a negative round of testing in the two days before the lockdowns are lifted so that that is some scary stuff so manufacturing is starting to shut down over there. Yeah. It's yeah. not just, you know, some factories, the entire city is shut down. And, and so I think by the time this, um, this podcast hits, it'll probably be all over the news because it just broke yesterday, quite frankly, uh, Tuesday of this week, as, as we're sitting recording this on Wednesday. So I, I really don't have a question. It's just, I, I guess the que- I guess the question I will pose is how much more can our supply chain take on the promotional products industry? You know, we've talked a million times as we get in front of it. We talk to our clients. We don't need to have that conversation again. But I think, I think, I guess, I guess my point is it really bears watching that we live in such a global economy. And we talked about this last week. We're all reliant on each other. And when one of the spokes on the wheel is broken or damaged, it impacts everything. Yeah. And we're seeing that at the gas pump, we're seeing it at the grocery stores, we're seeing that everywhere. Yeah, and as as you point out, I mean, this is a big deal and it has potential huge implications. Um, I, my own, again, you know, I, I I'm kind of a silver lining guy. I mean, yeah, I mean, the only thing I'd say is maybe this second time around they're taking it so much more serious, maybe yeah. than it it was originally. You know, a couple of years ago that maybe it can be controlled in a quicker fashion. I will say that, like what you said, those those um, standards for coming out of lockdown are a lot incredible. Um, yeah. So, you know, if, I guess they're going to show us if someone can actually flatten the curve because that, well, that yeah. is... well, and also I think it's like you said, have they, have we learned from any of the lessons uh, of previous, have we learned lessons from the previous times that these things have happened? I don't know. I just thought it was something very interesting to bring up. I'm not sure really what the topic is around that other than, Holy crap! Holy, we might be going on this roller coaster again, but ho- yeah. hopefully not. So yeah, okay. Well, I appreciate you getting me bringing it up. Um, okay, yeah. I got a quick one here, and it has to yeah. do with just straight business communication. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that I've seen, you know, I just like you, we started mm-hmm. as sort of the young pups in this industry, and we've grown and to the point where we're a little right. bit more, you know, we're the old white guy or whatever uh, right. in the in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself, you know, I think as we mm-hmm. uh, deal with more buyers and with more employees and team members that are younger, you know, I think the communication tools, we want to use all of them. And I think that's really good. Right. And right. we've got customers that want to text. We, I have people that actually Snapchat me, send me Snapchat messages right. about orders and, and I'm down with all that. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm a big email guy still just because I like just the, the mode of that communication sure. for business but I want to start a new rule. Can we please, for the love of God, after Mm -hmm. three emails or text messages, pick Pick up up the phone phone 
and call. I, I, I've, I've kind of had this conversation internally with, with folks. Yeah. It just spirals out of control when we go back and forth and back and forth. And nobody wants to pick up the phone because it's like, that's going to be harder. And I'm trying right. to convince everyone I talk to that a three-minute conversation will save you three weeks of frustration. Right. Can I get an amen? Do you, do you disagree or what's your take? I, I generally agree. Um, and I've been in those situations where it's just email chain hell. And we've all been there. <clears throat> I'm never reluctant to pick up the phone. Um, I, I would love to tell you that 100% of the time that, that uh, takes care of the commu communication uh, meltdown going on, right. uh, you know, email or, or the other, any other method, it doesn't always work. Sure. But I always make the effort. So um, I say preach on Father Kirby. Amen. <laughs> I agree with you. Okay, I think that's right? absolutely 100%. I mean, I have very simple rules when it comes to communicating with with clients. If things are good, email's fine. Yes. If things start going sideways, pick up the phone. Yeah, I mean, seriously. That's actually a little bit better. Yeah. People read tone into email. Yes. People read intent into email. And, and you can't use voice inflections and all those things to really get your point across. And Plus it just it takes just, longer. There is a time yeah. where you could say, hey, do you want this, this, and this? And then there's a, especially, and it, mm. actually it's funny, coming out of this supply chain, I have clients that just refuse to, to talk to me on the phone. <clears throat> and there are times where I'm like, dude, we gotta move quicker than yeah. email because you're getting to email when you can. And by the time you get the email, that shit is gone. It is, it right. has been ordered. Like if, right. if you want to um, expedite these things, we need to use the fastest communication tool to get things going. Cause it's like, okay, you want blue? They don't have blue. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. That, yeah. <laughs> right. And even on a phone, you might yeah. not have blue by the time you get in touch with yes. the factory. So you, I, your point, your point's well taken. All right, okay. Kirby. Uh, Dove Charney filed for bankruptcy. Uh, who cares? All right. So <laughs> another cut when I had Kirby, um, I have two ways to go here. I have, I have something because we're getting close to the end of the podcast. I have something kind of more fun and I have something that probably is going to require more conversation. So I'm going to save the one for more conversation for next week. That's called a tease in the professional broadcasting business, kids. All right, Kirby. I love it. I love it. Let's talk about our good pals over at Coca Cola. Now, are you familiar with Coca Cola, Kirby? Yeah, they're the ones who are second best to Pepsi, right? No, they are the world leader in the soft drink market, Kirby. And I don't know if you know this. They have a new CEO, CMO, and they're really doing a lot to try new beverages. I don't know if you've seen this or not. They've been, they've been taking a lot of old beverages off the market. They'll try a new beverage, and, but they're very, what I like about it um, is they're very quick to pull them. It's not working. We're done. I mean, okay. it's, it's in and out. Okay. So they released a new beverage called Starlight Coca-Cola. Have you seen this I, or I, heard this about is, this? This is all new to me. All right. So this is what their marketing says. They describe the flavor as okay. includes additional notes reminiscent of stargazing around a campfire, as well as a cooling sensation that evokes the feeling of a cold journey into space. I feel like I'm reading a bad Pantone color, but that's another podcast. <laughs> so that's what they say. So we, we've come a long way from describing something as a lemon lime soda, right? right. We have. So, so most say I have not tasted it because most reviews say it tastes like regular Coke um, with added fruity and vanilla flavor. And then one person quoted saying it's strawberry, marsh marshmallow, and cotton candy, which sounds terrible for a beverage. So as, as 
taste change. And I mean, overall taste, not just the taste of cola, but just taste of society. Cola, Pepsi Cola, Dr. Pepper, they're all losing market share. They're all, they're not as popular as they were with our generation. Mm -hmm. Do you think that introducing whacked out flavors that really don't even describe what it is, so it's almost like it might as well say Coca-Cola mystery flavor, truthfully. Mm -hmm. Do you think that is a good marketing tactic for millennials and Gen Z to come back into the fold for cola? I'm going to say yes. Um, okay. So, and, and here's what popped into my head. And again, you know, I sort of lived in that craft beer space. I think that's yep. what you're seeing there, right? Like, so you're seeing the Anheuser Busch's, uh, you know, the Budweiser, the Bud Light, though Bud Light still does extraordinarily well, a lot of their right. standard beers flattened or decreased mm -hmm. in market share. And so what they're sure. doing is gobbling up craft you know, independent right. brewers, right? And the reason right. they're doing that is it, it has a different brand equity, it, but they also make different kinds of beers, right? The reality right. of it is, you know, I think Budweiser, say what you will, I mean, they have some of the best brewers in the world, right? Because that takes amazing skill to, to do something that consistent. But to me, this is this sort of is like, we're going to do that, but we're not going to buy companies to do that. We're just going to do that with our own place. And I like the idea of going, look, this isn't for everybody. We're going to roll this out. And if we get this percentage and right. we start to get some traction, then we'll double down on it. I actually think it's a small business strategy with a big business budget. And so I, I, my initial reaction is I think it's kind of interesting. So here's where I, I get to disagree with you. And I think they're missing the mark. Um, obviously there's not a lot of craft coal makers, right? So right, you're not right. going to gobble yep, up. Yep. There's Boylan's so, in New York. So they're having to, they're having to do that creativity on their own rather I, than, which I understand. Yeah. So, so I, so from that part perspective, I really like what you're saying where I absolutely totally disagree with you is this whole mystery thing. Tell me what it kind of tastes yeah, like. Okay. So I will try it because you don't get mystery flavored beer. Right, I know fair. that it's going to be a wheat beer. So it's going to have more, <laughs> but you know what I yeah, mean? For the yeah. most part, I get an idea of what the beer is going to taste. It's an like IPA. It's a stout. It's right, a, yeah, the it's type a style. Of, or even the type of hops that are in yeah. there. I get an idea if I'm a real big, big beer drinker. Just calling it Starlight Coca-Cola and saying that the flavors are reminiscent that evokes the feeling of a cool journey to space. I yeah, don't know stupid. what that means. Yeah, that's stupid. That is marketing word salad that I don't think works. And so I expect this to totally fail, not because the flavor sounds just dreadful personally <laughs> now that I know what the flavor is, Yeah, but I don't like... I'm a very, I'm a brand loyalist for Coca-Cola. I don't yeah. like them using my brand loyalty against me to, yeah. to have me try a product because I love the brand. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I feel used to be honest with you. Okay. So I really like, this is actually interesting to me. So what to me, where the, what would be interesting is to have Coca-Cola spin off an independent organization mm -hmm. and with mm -hmm. a different brand. With, that is right. like independently operated, but but hire right. some of the best of the best in doing it, and then actually right. do it as a totally it's RC, it's whatever cola right. brand, and then when it works with them to bring it over the sort of the opposite, be um, because yeah. then it does what we're what I was saying without yeah. violating the trust of the cocoa. That, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. Right. Well, I, I think you cannot violate the trust of your brand advocates by just saying it tastes like this. It's cherry vanilla and marshmallow. Yeah. yeah okay. I, and they, so, 
Now that's I, but I actually though I like your approach. I think that's kind of interesting, mm-hmm. where they might set up a shop and say, "This is our cola lab. Right. Have a good time, guys. We expect yeah. four new drinks a year. Pick the flavor. We don't care, and we'll do the distribution and all that." Well, I just wonder, like, because again, then all of a sudden, like, you can literally put like a, a mm-hmm. real entrepreneurial person, a leader, in charge of that, and be like, yeah. "Okay, you're running the PNL." Yeah. Like, so well, and I like, think, it's literally, think, you got to make money. So that'd be, interesting. I, I think you're going to see a lot more of that, especially with such volatility, dare I say, uncertainty in the marketplace. We're all seeking things that are certain. And right now I'm certain if you're looking for eco-friendly merchandise with Earth Day coming up in the next few weeks, there is no better place to go than Chepenko. Cause not only am I certain you're going to get some great, great great products you're going to get the arcus rainbow pencil made out of 100 recycled post-consumer newspaper the news pencil also made from 100 recycled post-consumer newspaper the repeat pen holding here in my hand made from 100 recycled pet plastics great products great writing instruments perfect for earth day super cost effective and 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 i'm also certain you're going to get free goods because if on your order you just put the code shapenko 22 they're going to hook you up. You want to know more about it? You want to know exactly what kind of free goods you're going to get? Fine. I'll do you one better. Go ahead and email my good friend, Alex Moltz over at Shapenko, alex at shapenko.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, I hope you'll excuse me. I need to go find some Starlight Coca-Cola to pour down a drain. That was a platinum level transition. That was really well done. I appreciate your <laughs> broadcasting savvy, my friend. <laughs>